Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, Patricia Kirkman, PK, who is suffering from not only 107-degree heat in Tucson, but laryngitis. So, PK, thanks for joining us for the first part of the show tonight. I know you're not feeling all that great, but thanks for being a trooper and coming on the show. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I don't know if anybody can hear me. Oh. I sound like a frog that's in trouble. But <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Oh. We've got such a good guest tonight. I feel horrible oh. that I can't participate. I know. He is the best, and we're so honored to have him. We're going to bring him on in a few minutes. Dawson Church, he is the man when it comes to Mind to Matter, his new book. And he's going to tell us all about mind-blowing research with our minds, how they create reality, how we can become master creators, and all this this mind hack stuff. We need it. We need it bad. So we're going to get it tonight from Dawson. And PK, I'm, I know you're just sweltering over there. We made you turn off your air conditioning so we didn't hear the fan. And <laughs> my God, you're, you're so cooperative. But we want to hear from you about the numbers. What in the world's going on with numbers this well, time of year? Right now, the numbers deal with our finances, and it has all month, and today and the month are identical. So people have spent more or had a need to spend more today, or as they have all month long, but nothing is going as planned. So just hold on to the pocketbook. There's some things coming up within a couple of days that you can be glad that you've hung on to some of your cash. Because right now, we've got a full moon in Capricorn coming up tonight, actually. So it's a time to release. Healing abundance is very much available for us, but it's calling to release the negative fears and emotions. So it's new opportunities for us to grow and go forward. And at the same time, we've got Mars going retrograde in Aquarius, issues with freedoms and independence, and how apropos we're getting ready for our 4th of July coming up. But there's a lot of things happening all at one time, so it's going to be kind of like We'll see a lot of stars in the sky coming from different angles. So hold on, everybody. It's going to be one heck of a ride. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, it sounds interesting. Anyways, now, everybody, if you're looking to get your own personal numerological reading, then go to patriciakirkman.com, or you can go to supernaturalgirlswithaz.com and find Patricia Kirkman's email. She's happy to schedule with you and work with you on what's coming up for you in your year. 
And if you're looking for dream analysis and help with your dreaming life, then contact me, Patricia Baker. You can find me at SupernaturalGirls.com. So be sure to also consider if you're interested in a dream group. Dream groups are a lot of fun. And if you want me to help you with organizing a dream group in your area, happy to do it. It's very powerful work, and I really want to encourage everybody to pay attention to their dreams. So we've got just a real short paranormal news segment tonight. We've got lots of stories on our Facebook page, as always. Be sure to give us a like and follow us there so you can keep in touch with all the great stuff that we find for you to read and to watch, because this one tonight has a video with it. You don't want to miss it. And as you know, there's a lot of controversy these days about who's being served in cafes, blah, blah, blah. And that has now entered the paranormal world. So on Mysterious Universe, there was this great story posted about the owner of a cafe in Texas who decided to close it down after a closed-circuit security camera recorded what appeared to be paranormal activity. Now, I don't know why they would have closed it down. I would think they'd sell tickets. But they closed it down, and there is a video that you can watch because here is what happened. April Ward is the owner of OnLive Walk of Fame Cafe in San Antonio, Texas. Came to work in the morning of June 19th to find barricades in front of the cafe knocked down. Now, they're, they're used to guard the namesake Walk of Fame, which honors famous musicians there. Now, this has happened before, but Ward became concerned because the following day they were knocked down again. And this time they wanted to know who was doing this. So they looked at the security footage to see if someone had broken in, even though the alarm hadn't gone off. So they checked the security video, and that's when they found what both of them thought was a ghost. So you can see the image of either, some people say it's a little boy, but then some people say it's a man. So take a look at the video. It's All this is posted on our Facebook page. I am very interested to hear what all of you think. So be sure to email us or text us or message us back. We want to know what you think of the video and this story. But I'm surprised, PK, that they closed this restaurant down. Just because of that, they got so spooked. So it's pretty wild. So anyways, I know you're going to have to go in a minute and turn your air conditioning back down so you don't die in that horrible heat out there in Tucson. But thank you for coming on the show tonight, and we all help hope that you feel better. And we're sending you helpful thoughts and lots of prayers so that you can feel better soon. And thanks again, PK. I'm going to bring our guest on in just a minute, but first I want to say a little bit about him. We could just talk all about him all night because his his CV is unbelievable. This is a magic person who is joining us tonight, Dawson Church, PhD. He's an award-winning author whose best-selling book, The Genie in Your Genes, has been hailed by reviewers as a breakthrough in our understanding of the link between emotions and genetics. And now he has a new book out that we both read, and it's phenomenal. We highly recommend this book to you. It is called Mind to Matter. And you can find more information about this. Obviously, you can buy it on Amazon. But he also has a website, mindtomatter.club. So you can go there as well. And it reviews the science of peak mental states, how to become a master creator, 
and he also he's founded the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare to study and implement promising evidence-based psychological and medical techniques. But he is the most knowledgeable person I think we've ever had on the show to talk about how we do create our reality. So I'm not going to say any more. I'm just going to bring him on. Dawson Church, welcome to the show. Well, I'm glad you created the reality of having me here, Patricia. Thank you very much. Good to be here. <laughs> oh, that's great. It worked. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to have you on just to hear your beautiful laugh. I'll tell you, it's renowned throughout the world. And I can see, I can hear why. But thank you for joining us. This is a groundbreaking, another groundbreaking book. As if your first one or the other one that you did, the genie in your genes, wasn't enough. You followed up with another one. So I never thought I would. I never thought I would ever write a book like this. I was so surprised when this book came up. I was planning to write a book on happiness and genetics. So that was my my big life plan. No plans at all to write about mind to matter, thoughts to things. But my wife listens to Abraham in the car when she's driving. And so I drive with her every once in a while. I'd be in the pastor seat, and I'd hear these Abraham CDs which just play about thoughts to things. And I thought, well, it's that's a lovely metaphysical idea, but there's no science behind that, surely. And then I began to interview scientists and realized that there was this piece of evidence, and then there was that study, and then there was this experiment, and then this thing happened in the 1920s, and this thing happened last year. And gradually I began to realize there was a vast amount of science linking our thoughts to things. So, yeah, I, I was, no, one was, no one is more surprised about the publication of Mind Matter than I am, Patricia. No kidding. Well, it is a tremendous book. We couldn't put it down. I mean, PK and I were both thrilled to be reading it. And again, we highly recommend this book to everybody who's interested in this topic. And everybody should be interested in this topic since we are creating our reality. It's just we're doing it kind of unconsciously. Some people are caught in a terrible simulation, right? And we keep repeating, repeating the same things over and over again. But your book is a way out of that. So tell us about this research that you've uncovered and how we do what we do, consciously or unconsciously. Hey, you, you've nailed it there. We keep on creating the same situations over and over and over again, and we mistakenly think it's the way the world is, and it's external reality external to us and our bodies and our minds. But what we show in the book with so many experiments from so many different branches of science is that you're literally changing the molecules, the atoms, the elements around you by the conditions in your mind all, all the time. And there are very simple experiments that prove this. I've done quite a number of, of these with, with colleagues from various universities. And the, the simplest thing is we create molecules in our bodies purely based on consciousness. And so when you are thinking about bad things that happen in your life when you're ruminating on insults or problems or negative experiences you've had, you create stress hormones. Just by thinking about those bad things, you are boosting the level of cortisol and adrenaline in your body. When we measure people's levels of adrenaline and cortisol, we find they're often really high and they don't have any actual objective threats they have only these memories and thoughts and beliefs going through their, their minds, but those are producing the molecules of stress in their bodies. And those, those molecules, in turn, are affecting all kinds of protein synthesis and hormone generation and neurotransmitters and so on. So in very simple ways, we can prove that our thoughts do create our own internal reality. And then 
Also interesting is the research showing that our thoughts are literally shifting molecules in the world around us. So I got intrigued by this, and I thought, well, probably I'll be able to show there are effects in our bodies, and there are some effects beyond our bodies, but I won't be able to prove every single link in the chain from thought to thing. And I just get to read the science, and eventually I could. I could literally point to an experiment, or, or three, or five, or a hundred, that, that show every single link in that chain from thoughts to things that I've realized we are creators and we don't need to keep on recreating the same old stuff every day. We can shift our mind, shift our consciousness, and when we do that, we have enormous leverage to shift the world around us. And it's something that we definitely need to do because years ago when The Secret came out, everybody was all excited about this concept, but then quickly got uh, a lot of people became very discouraged because they were not able to find the tools to be able to create a new reality. So this is something right. that you also address in your book. It's a very important thing, and we're going to get into that because that that's key because I, I certainly don't want to bring people on the show and give these these great series, and then people go home and try it, and they're like, God, you know, my life still stinks. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. So it's great that you're going to be taking us beyond that to really show us step-by-step step what we need to do because there's a lot to this. Yes, and, and, you've and got a, a lot nice of tools you can use. Yeah, I, I, give, I give you tons of those practical tools in the book. And, you know, again, you put your finger on, on, on it here because what distinguishes, and we all know those people who, whether it's money or love or health or whatever it might be, they just create effortlessly in some little fragment of their lives. And then there are people who try and create, and they have great intentions, and they have the affirmations, visualization, they're reading all the right books, they're doing all the right things externally, and they just flop over and over and over again. What's yes. the difference between a master manifester having an intention, and it manifests just like magic, and someone else having an intention, and it goes nowhere? And uh, I have a chapter on that, that phenomenon in the book, and it's called Coherence. And we find that people who are able to make their dreams come true, who are able to manifest things, at least in some areas of their lives, they are highly coherent. When we hook them up to an EEG, we look at uh, their six basic brain waves. An EEG or an MRI is measuring brain activity. And when we hook those master manifestors up to an EEG, we find highly coherent brain waves. So when they're thinking about money or about health or about love or about spirituality or about whatever it is they they want, their mental activity is highly coherent. And the image I use, the analogy I use in the book, is drawn from a famous scientist. And uh, what what I say is that if you take a regular light bulb, just a regular incandescent 60-watt bulb, it sheds light for 10, 15 feet around it, and you're in the same room as as the light bulb that's dark, and that light with all the incoherent rays coming out of that that light bulb, it illuminates the whole room around it, so you get a lot of bang for your 60-watt light bulb with that incoherent light. But if you take that same 60 watts of light and then arrange all of those light waves, all of those photons in coherence, it becomes a laser, and with that same 60 watts, you can cut through a sheet of steel. It's the same thing with these master manifestors. They have minds. They have mental functioning, which we can measure in the laboratory, that is coherent. And that's the big difference between somebody who is just wanting something and somebody who's able to manifest something. It's that becoming mentally coherent. That's a great analogy with the light bulb and the laser. But then what is it that creates a person? 
who's able to do this? Because there are a lot of people who can. So what is it about their makeup that allows them to, to have coherence, to have coherent thoughts and this laser-like focus? Sometimes it's just has to do with the way they were raised or the beliefs they acquired from their parents or the beliefs that they conditioned in themselves. What we find the most reliable way to induce it, though, is, is meditation. And um, I got a beautiful email. I'm going to try, try and pull it up here. Just this last week, because we're getting just I mean, the, the comments on Amazon on the book's page are just astonishing. People are the book's only been out two weeks, and people are are posting on on, on either on reviews on Amazon or the posting on the book's Facebook page, or the posting on our site, and they're they're just reporting amazing things. And occasionally, we'll ask people if we can have their permission to actually um, quote them and um, share with others what it is their insight was. But this woman, again, who let us use her, um, her name, her real name, um, wrote this just a couple of days ago. She said, um, let's find a quote over here. Here we go. Uh, she said, I've been meditating often for the last year, and I have never experienced what I just did while following your audio for your meditation method. I was doubtful I'd have any type of enlightened experience and kept hearing in my head, you're just wasting your time. You can't get to that place you've tried a million times before. But once he began talking in meditation about a beam of love, I began laughing and tears of pure bliss came out of my eyes. I actually thought I was no longer breathing. It was absolutely amazing. And from now on, I will be doing that meditation every day. That's what I so love is happening. Her name is Tony Tomlinson, and she just gave us permission to use her, her quote. So that's what's happening. People who meditate are able to bring their minds into coherence. I also talk a lot about that blissful feeling that Tony was feeling, because there is a molecule called the bliss molecule, and it's a neurotransmitter called anandamide. And when people who are in this coherent state are bringing themselves to that place of meditation, they have floods of this neurotransmitter anandamide all throughout the synapses in their brains. And anandamide has the same chemical composition. It docks to the same receptor sites in your neural network as THC, which is the active ingredient in marijuana. So essentially you're getting blissed out and high, but you're not doing it from an external source. You're just doing it by generating these, these, these neurochemicals inside your own neural network purely with the activity of mind. And so that's the difference, is that people who are coherent, they've learned to bring their minds into focus, they meditate, and they release their stress. Stress is the big thing that stands between us and those states. And you can cultivate those states, and then things begin to, sh- begin to shift all around you, and you find your, your whole life changing and your body changing. People change a lot. What One lady that I just, again, got a, her, her story recently, um, she meditated after she got a cancer diagnosis. And again, she had a serious diagnosis. She had a five-centimeter, two-inch uh, round lump in her right breast. It had, it had spread from her breast to her lymph nodes under her arm. She also had three oh, no. spots on her lungs. So again, the cancer was oh, spreading through her body. And wow. she decided not to get any conventional treatment. She didn't get a biopsy. Got, she said, I'm just going to focus on using energy to affect matter. I know I'm a being of energy. I had to use energy, so she used uh, the methods I, I advocated in the book. She meditated, she used EFT tapping, 
She which is basically acupressure. She she learned qigong. She got rid of all the stress in her life. And her diagnosis was in March of last year. In May, she went back, and the tumor had shrunk to one and a half centimeters, from five centimeters to one and a half centimeters. It had shrunk, and the, but the surgeon was still worried. They said, you know, the, the tumor is still there, even though it's less than half the size. And then she got actually five different opinions, from five different doctors. The fifth one said, you know, that's not a live tumor. That's dead tissue in your ah. body. Your body is busy removing wow. that. And again, in two months, her lymph nodes were clear. The spots in her lung went away. When in four months, there, were, there was no cancer at all in her body. And all she'd done was work at the energy level. So when you become coherent, mentally coherent, when you use these techniques, when you shift your energy, your physical body changes right along with it. That is a tremendous story, both of these, uh, these quotes from these ladies. It's so helpful to hear this to know that this is possible because we have so many distractions today. I mean, energy is pulling us in all different directions, and that is not helping us create coherent thought, right? Not at all. There's all kinds of incoherent thought in the world around us, and if you're attuned to that, that will suck you in. This, this, this woman with cancer also turned off all her alerts, stopped volunteering for all the good causes that had been stressing her out, uh, t- totally was rigorous in cleaning up her diet, so she was using all these other ways to support her health. But, yeah, there are all kinds of invitations out there to pay attention to the bad stuff. And our brains have a huge amount of neurological tissue that is attuned to detecting threats because that's the way our ancestors survived. You're, you're, you know, your great-grandmother and go back 100 generations, and your ancestors needed to be able to spot the snake in the grass and the tiger lurking behind the tree. They needed to be able to notice anything bad. So our brains are exquisitely attuned. They're evolved over the course of hundreds of millions of years to pay close attention to whatever's bad and wrong. So when we pull up our screen, when you pull up up your email inbox in the morning and you look for the problem, when you're looking through the news, you look for the issues, the problems, out there in the world. And so we attune ourselves to these things. There are no predators now. There are no tigers and snakes out to get us. What there is, though, is all kinds of negative information, which is claiming our attention. And you have to learn to say, I'm just not going to go there. I'm going to keep my own vibration, my own energy, my own energy field clear, compassionate, loving, centered. I'm going to attune to all of that kind of, that energy field, those information fields. And when you're attuned there, Patricia, things start to change because now you're withdrawing your attention from the chaos and the misery and the, all those things out there in the external world which are trying to hijack that part of your brain that is, is evolutionarily adapted to identifying the bad stuff. And instead, you're going to tune in to what I call in the book non-local mind. You're withdrawing your attention from all the bad stuff out there, and you're tuning in to the same rhythms of the universe that can make a flock of 100 birds just fly in perfect coordination or a school of thousands of fish move together as one. The nature and the seasons. I mean, nature is reminding us every day that there's this organic flow state, and we can be one with that and exist in that. And so when you withdraw your attention from the bad stuff, then you pay attention to the real stuff, which is that 
flow state of non-local mind, when you're there, suddenly all of the problems, all of the issues, and all now you've got a vibrational state which is not conditioning the matter of your body by raising your cortisol level, raising your adrenaline, turning on all your stress hormones, and suddenly you begin to feel much, much better. Your body feels better, your mind feels better, and you get used to this state of being in inner homeostatic hormonal neurological balance. And that feels so wonderful, you then want to do more and more and more of that. So that's what we find happens with people. They, they do the meditation, they feel great. They do the meditation more, they feel better and better and better. They get in tune with natural, with natural rhythms and, and with non-local mind, and they feel wonderful. And that becomes your expectation for the whole way you'll live your life. That's beautiful, and what a wonderful plan. And again, you have this mapped out in your book, so I want to encourage everybody, again, to get your book, Mind to Matter, so that you can have this plan in your hands. There's so much to this. Now, you talk a lot in the book about different research that has been done and how the brain can actually grow, that it's not static, that it's not at all what we used to think about in terms of how the brain works. There is a stunning case history in Chapter 1, and I do present a lot of science in the book, but also in every chapter there are five or ten stories of people who apply these methods and then saw their lives or their health change radically. And this particular guy, his name is Graham Phillips. He is a TV uh, talk show host in Australia. He has a show called Catalyst, a news show, and he heard about meditation and he thought, well, we'll give it a try. So he wasn't a believer in meditation, wasn't a long-term meditator, just a kind of a skeptical journalist that said, I'll undertake this eight-week meditation course. Before he began, he went to Monash University, and he, was, he got a comprehensive battery of exams, including multiple MRI scans measuring the volume of tissue in different parts of his brain. So that was on day one. Then after day 14, day 21, a couple of two or three weeks, he began to feel much better, much less annoyed, much less irritated, much less triggered by things that went on around him. And then after eight weeks, he went back into Monash University. They measured his brain again. They measured all the different parts of his brain and how they changed. And there was one part of his brain that had changed a lot, and that is a part called the dentate gyrus. And it's right in the middle of the brain. It's part of the emotional brain, part of the memory and learning center of the brain. And its job is to regulate our emotions, especially to coordinate emotional regulation among different parts of the brain. And that's, that's the part that is helping us not be annoyed at people and not scream and yell at our children and not get mad at our spouse and not have road rage when someone cuts us off in traffic. And all, all the annoyances of life are governed by that dentate gyrus regulation. And so they, they, they measured his, his all the different parts of his brain, his dentate gyrus in eight weeks, now again, this is not eight months, eight years, in eight, just eight weeks, two months. In eight weeks, Graham Phillips's dentate gyrus grew by 22.8%. Think about that. That's, That's a huge. lot. Oh, goodness, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Just, so wow. what, I, what I say in the book is that the software of mind is creating the hardware our brain. You're literally creating your brain by what you're doing with your mind. That's that's just incredible. And and again, how many people are caught in a pattern? And they get up and they do the same thing every day. They get annoyed. They get angry. Then they're miserable. And they it's like a being on a hamster wheel. They just can't get off that hamster wheel. But from 
what you say in the book, meditation is key to getting off the hamster wheel. Yeah, and that's, again, in psychology, that's called conditioning. And so they keep on thinking the same way. Their lives don't change, and they wonder why their lives are still the same. But it's because their thinking is the same, their thoughts are the same, their mind is the same. You have to change your consciousness. Now, when you do, when you break free of your conditioning, all kinds of things start to shift. But it's very hard to break free. And so I've been looking, since I was a teenager, I've been really intrigued by anything that's practical that can help us break that cycle. In Buddhism, they call it getting off the wheel. How do you get off the wheel, off the hamster wheel, of just repeating the same old stuff? And there are two methods I really advocated the book strongly. I have a whole list of them in the book, maybe 30 different methods. And I encourage you to try out different ones to see what works for you. But there are two that I really focus on in the book. And those methods are, what is a special kind of meditation called eco-meditation? Because we've done research now, and we've shown when you do eco-meditation, all kinds of positive changes happen in your body. Your heart rate goes down, your blood pressure goes down, your cortisol goes down, your happiness level rises dramatically, and your immune system kicks into high gear and dials itself up. So all kinds of good things happen. So I really recommend eco-meditation. And I give you the instructions. They're all free there in the book. And there's a little section at the end of each chapter called Extended Play. And then there are, that's linked to videos and resources that can help you practice these things. And the other one is EFT or tapping, which is acupressure on 12 acupuncture points while you process troubling memories or troubling events in your life. For those two tools, you can usually produce a, a mind change and you can break free of that cycle of just repeating the same old conditioned behaviors over and over and over again. That is very exciting. And I want to get into more on EFT because I know you're an expert on that and it's something that I believe in and I, I recommend it often to people that I work with. It, I, it's just an amazing process and it works so quickly. So we're going to take a very short commercial break. So everybody stay tuned. We will be right back. We are speaking with Dawson Church. He is the author of a new book called Mind to Matter. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With Cosmic Fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. 
Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutase effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The estrudium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridian. Visit www.astridian.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridian, the beauty of being healthy. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host in the background with laryngitis, Kay. We hope you feel better. And our great guest. Tonight, Dawson Church. He is the author of a new book, Mind to Matter. And right before the break, Dawson, you were talking about EFT, tapping. And I was hoping you could give everybody a little more information about how this came to be, how we know it works, a little more information on that. Tapping is wonderful, and it's just tapping with your fingertips on acupuncture points, and there are 14 meridians on the body, and energy flows in these meridians. Again, we can measure these very easily. I do it in my live workshops with a little gizmo called a galvanometer, and I can show people where those points are, where those flows are. Again, they're easy to measure on the skin. And I wrote the most recent edition of the EFT manual, and there have now been over 100 clinical trials showing EFT is effective for anxiety, depression, PTSD, phobias, and physical things like pain as well. So uh, EFT is very well researched. It's been around for, in some form, for about 30 years. And it's a simple technique of focusing on things that bother you, but then throwing in the application of acupressure. So while you're remembering a bad event, a childhood trauma, something that bothers you, uh, a, a memory, a belief that is dysfunctional, you 
tap with your fingertips on these 12 acupuncture meridian points. And when you tap your fingertips, what happens is that all the emotional charge of those goes away. Like um, one of the very first times I used EFT was at a at a, a book signing I was doing, and there were maybe 60 people there, and there was a guy in the audience who had, had a broken leg. So he'd hobbled in on crutches with his leg in a cast. He'd broken his leg in a car crash just a couple weeks before, and he, when, when asked, his pain was a 8 out of 10 intensity. And I thought, well, I, I better not choose this guy to work with in front of this big group because um, he's just a physical symptom, a physical thing, thing there's nothing, nothing emotional there, so I didn't want to work with him. But he was really keen to be worked on, so eventually I called him up to the room, front of the room and I began to tap with him, and it turned out there were all kinds of emotions linked to his broken leg, and he was mad at the other driver of the other car, and he was mad at the ambulance, he was mad at the doctors, he was fearful that his um, leg wouldn't heal, his pain might get worse. After we'd done EFT on all of these emotions, his physical pain went down from an 8 out of 10 to a 2 out of 10. And now there are wow. lots of clinical trials of EFT showing a roughly two-thirds reduction in pain when you tap. So it's really effective not just for psychological problems, but for physical ones as well. And that book, again, is called the EFT Manual. I wrote that in 2013, and it's just spread. I mean, I think we estimate there are about 20 million people worldwide doing EFT, so it's a big big community is to spread like wildfire as a grassroots self-help method because it, it just it just it's, it's just phenomenally effective it certainly is i mean i was a psychotherapist for many years and i have to say that i wish that i had had this technique many years ago because it is so effective and i do encourage people to look into it i know there's a lot of videos uh, around on youtube that you can even tap along with people, and it makes it extremely easy to do, and it's extremely easy anyways. But sometimes people have trouble finding the right words to go with their experience. So that's where I think sometimes it's helpful to tap along with somebody like you, Dawson, or other folks that are experienced with this so that you can learn how to identify the problem, let the feelings come up, and then release it. Because, you know, in our audience, Dawson, we have a lot of people who absolutely love the paranormal. They would like to increase their own intuitive abilities, their own dream recall, their own ability to do remote viewing, whatever they like. But what's in their way, don't you think it could be some of these old feelings, some of these old fears, anxieties, angers, sadnesses, whatever? That takes up space, doesn't it? It takes up space. And also, it distracts you. Your fears, your anxieties are distracting you from being one with non-local mind. In, in the book, Mind to Matter, one of, the, one of the really startling things to me, Patricia, was uh, the, the chapter on synchronicity. So when I began to write the book, I thought, well, I'll include a chapter on synchronicity because these are quaint little evidences that maybe we're all linked in some way. And it'll be a very short chapter. There'll be a few stories, maybe start with Carl Jung, who wrote a book on synchronicity, and I'll tell some interesting stories from my own life and other people's lives about synchronous events, and there'll be a short chapter, that'll be it, because there's no science behind synchronicity. Now, it's the longest chapter in the book, probably has more <laughs> studies there than any other chapter, and the research is absolutely stunning, that when you become coherent, when you clear your mind, when you're able to master your consciousness, in the way I describe in the book, 
that you have many synchronicities. And uh, I'm going to just try to explain this super simply and super quickly because it's a big and complicated concept, but there are huge geomagnetic fields around the planet. These have been measured for around a century, and there are waves of energy that flow through these, these fields. Uh, there are two, two different kinds of them, two, two, which I won't go to now. I go into the, into the two different kinds of field in the book. But these are, these are measured, and uh, they're affected by the solar wind, they're affected by solar flares. But in one stunning study that I cover toward the end of the book, these researchers take these solar flare-based electromagnetic planetary fluctuations and just measure them for a month. Now, this is just a very simple graph. They're, they're in more intense some days, less intense other days. And they just measure, they just graph them for a 30-day period. Then they had, they're also measuring the heart coherence of a whole bunch of people. And then you take those heart coherence graphs, and they're just all over the place. They're very, very, very different, as, as unique as, as, our, as, as our fingerprints, very different from each other. Then they took the heart coherence graph of an experienced meditator and overlaid it on those geomagnetic fluctuation cycle graphs, and the two track each other almost exactly. In other words, when we're in coherent mind, when we're in, when we're meditating, when our hearts are calm, when we're in that space, then we are in sync with these huge planetary and solar system types of field events. Now, that's not even the most important part of it. I, 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 I was uh, doing a, a keynote speech with, with Roland McCready from HeartMath a couple weeks ago, and, and we were chatting after his keynote speech about what this means. So if you, as a meditator now, are in heart coherence, you're in sync with these huge geomagnetic lines of force that are fluctuating across the planet all the time, you are also in sync with every other single person in the world who is also in sync with them. So now it's not just you who are in sync with these huge field effects. You're in sync with everyone else who's in sync with them. You're in sync with every, every creature in nature, every plant, every bird, every fish, every, everything in nature is in sync with them. And so now you're in a state of flow every day. And if you're in sync with these people, suddenly distant effects like clairvoyance and telepathy and synchronicity and precognition, all of these things now have a plausible scientific framework. These used to be explained in terms of quantum effects and entanglement, and those effects are, are certainly happening as well. But the most stunning new piece of research, actually there, there are two things in the book that are really, that have never been discussed before in, in any book, and uh, this is one of them. It, the, the implication is that when you get coherent, when you meditate, when you tap, when you get in, in touch with the flow, when, you, when you're in sync with the non-local mind, then as you're in sync with everyone else who's in sync with the non-local mind, those effects now become natural for you. And what we find in research and this is the research done by my good friend Dean Radin at Noetic Sciences, is that if you believe in these phenomena and you attune with them, they are far more likely to happen to you. So the person who doesn't believe, who's a skeptic, who's not practicing this way, who's not meditating, they don't happen for her. But the person who's right. doing all those things, they do happen for her. So you're literally setting yourself up for clairvoyance, for telepathy, for intuition, for precognition, all of these things happen more for people who are doing these practices faithfully. 
gosh, that is so encouraging. Now, tell us a little bit more about heart mask because that's an interesting technique that has come about. Explain that to us. Yeah, heart math is simply bringing yourself into a state of heart coherence. And Heart Math Institute, with whom I used to share an office many years ago, they're in Boulder Creek, California, and they train you in simple techniques to come into heart coherence. And when you're in heart coherence, you also, after a while, start to move into brain coherence, digestive coherence. All the different parts of your body move into this synchronized rhythm. And there are some very simple ways of getting into them. And my eco-meditation technique uses heart coherence. You use heart coherence, but it also combines breath work, mindfulness, meditation, and neurofeedback and tapping all in one simple routine so you get the best of all those worlds. Heart math is really a crucial part of the practice to come into that state of heart coherence. That's wonderful. And again, all of this is in your book, Mind to Matter, and also the extensions that you're offering, which are very exciting. And I love that, that you can also go to those links and watch and listen to all of what you have to offer. Now, tell us a little bit about these microtubules, because that I was fascinated by that in your book. Yeah, these are such interesting structures, and they're like the what they are they're made of molecules called tubulin and microtubules are tubular they look like an antenna they look if you just think about a round cylinder like an antenna on an old fashioned antenna on a car or an old fashioned cell phone antenna or tv antenna they look like that they're a hollow tube and for years they were thought to simply be girders holding up the cells, structural elements giving cells their rigid structure, just like the beams in your house are. And so we, we for a long time, we dismissed them as being just this mechanical element to the cell of very little real importance other than giving the cell rigidity. But then a couple of, of, uh, of, of experts began to think about this and write about this and realized that if you have this antenna-like structure, that it must be resonating with something. And so in another award-winning book, which I talk about in, in Mind to Matter, uh, the, the scientists in that book found that these were, in fact, resonant structures. And so they're resonating in sync with something. They're sending and receiving messages. And what the hypothesis is, is that they're sending and receiving messages from these universal fields. So down to the level of our cells, our microtubules may be able to send and receive these messages from these larger fields, and these also might be ways in which our bodies can do things in sync. Because, you know, when, when, like right now, I'm, I'm walking around my office, I have the phone to my ear, I'm waving my arm around. How am I coordinating all this activity among billions of cells simultaneously? And the answer is there has to be some kind of control mechanism going on here. It's not just the nerves not just the brain, not just the field. And so we suspect that microtubules are receiving these signals and helping the body coordinate itself across very distant parts, regions of the body by means of that cell signaling. There's a lot of information here. But the analogy I use as far as cell signaling goes is that um, the old idea in biology was that all of the processes in our body are mechanical and that signals are sent via nerves, and nerves these physical things traveling throughout our bodies. And, and you can certainly work at the level of matter and the nervous system and cells. But what I say is, in the book, is 
focus on the level of energy and how you can shift things energetically. You, sure, you, you can do things mechanically. You can take a drug. You can have a surgery. You can try and push and pull your body into various shapes. But why not focus on the energy because it's more efficient? And the analogy I use, because I use a lot of analogies in the book. I don't want to just give you an abstraction. What I say is I have a key for my car, and I can walk over to my car, and I can put the key in the lock, turn the key, and unlock the car. Or as I'm walking up to the car, I push a button, and using a field effect, I signal the car and the door unlocks. It's far more efficient to use the field than use the mechanical signaling mechanism. And what I urge people to do is use energy. Like my friend who, when she got a cancer diagnosis, used, shifted her energy, and then her cells of her body responded. Sure, she could have gone and got chemotherapy and radiation and had surgery and had a, had a lumpectomy. All of those things were options. She could have worked on her care at the level of matter. But wouldn't you rather spend two months doing qigong and tapping and <laughs> meditation and, <Definitely>. and <laughs> cleaning up your diet and then just have the, the you work a little of, of matter and just have that stuff go away without any toxicity, without any, any long recovery period, without your hair falling out, without all of the side effects? You know, just think about how powerful energy can be in healing both your body and also in healing your life. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know... People have to make their own choice about what healing modality that they are going to use for whatever it is they have. But there is something very mystical and magical, I think, when people choose to go down this path that you just uh, you just basically shared with us about using energy to heal the self. And I know some people are doing combinations. They're doing traditional plus energetic healing. So it is such a personal choice. But it's exciting to hear that people are using energy and it's working. I'm sure you're aware of the hospital in China that has no medicine and no surgeons, and they use the power of the mind to get rid of tumors. And it's actually on a video where they show a tumor disappearing amidst the chanting of three, I guess they're doctors or whatever they are, I'm not sure, but it's just an amazing uh, thing to watch and to know that this is indeed possible. Yeah, it is possible, and your mind and your consciousness and these field effects are incredibly strong. And so they are just producing little changes. They're producing huge changes. In one study I did, I had a group of people, and we were together for a week, and we were tapping, doing EFT. We were meditating every morning. We were together for a week. We measured all kinds of biological markers of theirs as well as some psychological markers. And we found that their level of baseline cortisol, which is your most common master stress hormone, so their their baseline functioning, their baseline level of cortisol, that was the same every day, the same the same it's the same level in your body every day. It takes three to four months to change that baseline. It's a very stable point, fixed point in your biology. Over the course of just one week, their levels of cortisol dropped by thirty seven percent. That's a massive shift in just one week. And what then happens is when you reduce, when you shift your stress hormones and and your stress response, all kinds of other factors, biological factors, are available to you for healing. And so the other thing we're measuring was a molecule called immunoglobulins. And these are the main immune system molecule in your mucous membranes, your saliva, your eyes, um, all throughout your digestive tract that protects you against bacteria, viruses, toxins, and so on, their levels of immunoglobulins rose 
by 113% over that same one-week period. This is a radical shift you're producing in your biology. And again, all you're using is energy to produce that shift. That's right, and some very simple techniques. Now, I know a lot of people complain that meditation is hard for them, but you are offering a basically a guided meditation to help them with this, right? Yeah, you get a free meditation, one for each chapter of the book. There are seven of these free meditations. We give those to people who, who, uh, who buy the book. And um, meditation is hard, and it's hard because it's difficult to still the mind. So with a group of other scientists in the late, like 2008, 2009, I helped develop a method called eco-meditation. And this does not require you to still the mind, believe anything, follow a guru, believe in a spiritual path, anything. You don't have to be an agnostic or an atheist. You can believe in nothing. It's just simply a set of physical cues. You give your body a certain way of breathing, certain muscles you relax, certain way of sitting, and you just do these things, and that's what that lady Tony did, and that dropped her into bliss right away. So you're bypassing all the, um, all the beliefs, all the, the spiritual um, clothing in which meditation has been mysteriously shrouded, and you're just going straight to the core of what really works. And I, don't, I don't want to knock all those, I'm not in any way against those spiritual traditions, but I am a believer in science, and People, what I find when I approach any, any question is, go see what science has to tell you, because people believe all kinds of myths and, and, um, and they have all kinds of beliefs about the way the world is, which aren't scientific, which really hold them back. When you want to go straight to the heart, one, one, one friend of mine said, try to learn to meditate in another way. He said, it was like being parachuted into a dark city at midnight where all the street signs have been removed and there's a power outage and, and it's, it's blacked out, then you try and find your way to your destination. It's really hard. He said, when you know this type of meditation, it's like parachuting to the same city in broad daylight with all the signposts up. You know exactly where to go. And so we train people in our live workshops, in the book, in our online courses to identify that target. Because once you've found the target, one time, once that lady Tony had been there one time and had, had cried those tears of bliss, she knows what that feels like. That's her target. She'll be able to sit down now. And we find that in about four minutes, people can go there wow. over and over and over and over again, just like they, they were mass meditators who've been meditating for 30 years. God, that's great. Well, here's a question from one of our listeners. They are asking you, uh, they said, Dawson, is there a specific length of time you recommend for meditation? We, I think that for me, I meditate for about an hour every morning, but I think that to get the full benefits, it's worth doing at least 15 minutes. And uh, I would start with 15. If you can't do 15, do, do 10 or 12, and then see if you can work up to 20. And 20 is plenty. 20 is fine to be in heart coherence and brain coherence for that period of time. If, if you feel you, it's good or if you have more time certain days, then you can do it for longer. And I like to do it for 45 minutes or an hour. I will be journaling as well. Because what happens is their brain waves, your brain waves start to change. And your basic anxiety wave is called beta. And when we meditate, we measure people's brain waves and they, their beta waves go way down. But what happens after about 20 minutes is you have, start to have big flares of this very special wave that they find in the brains of experienced meditators and monks called gamma. 
and it's a certain frequency. And when you have those gamma flares, you often have big insights. So when I'm sitting there, I'll have big insights about uh, my organization, about my team, about research projects, about ideas for blog posts, about ideas for books, about problem-solving ability. Uh, the Navy SEALs are now using the same similar techniques to train Navy SEALs to acquire these states, and they, they call that state ecstasis. And they find that they can train these, these, these soldiers to, to, to be in that state very, very, very quickly. When they're in that state, they measured that they have a 260% increase in problem-solving ability. They are much wow. more likely to solve complex problems, and they have a doubling of creativity. So all kinds of shifts are happening. So you're going to be getting ideas, insights, as you have these gamma flares in your brain. And so you'll start to understand people better. You'll start to have more psychic experiences. You'll start to be far less stressed and angry and, and, angry and upset in your life and reactive and your whole day will start out in a, a state of flow. So I'd recommend start with at least 10, 12, 15 minutes, and then go up from there as you have time and as it feels good. Oh, that's great. Now, here's another question uh, they're asking about. Is it beneficial to be sitting up in a chair, or can you lie down when you meditate? Is there a specific <clears throat> posture that's more important to use? Yeah, I think it's useful to sit up because when you lie down, you tend to get drowsy and it's harder to stay alert. Uh, essentially, heart coherence is a state of a relaxed alertness. So you're very relaxed, but you're also highly alert. And so it, it's helpful to do that sitting up rather than lying down. Okay. And here's another question. This is an interesting one. What if I'm meditating and feelings start to come to the surface, should I then tap them out? Or should Usually, I just meditate? Usually, with meditation, we recommend you begin tap. Yeah. And, and feelings do come up. And uh, those feelings can also be scary sometimes or disturbing or uncomfortable. So we recommend you tap with eco meditation before you begin, begin meditating. So you sit down, you tap, oh, okay. you release any anxiety, then you meditate. Oh, okay. So that's a good way to do that. Excellent, excellent. Now, these are so powerful. These techniques are simple, but they're powerful, and they don't need to take a lot of time. So when you suggest to people that they do their tapping first, do you have a time frame on that as well, or just tap until everything is, is cleared up for that moment? Oh, tapping is part of that 12, 15 minutes. So you just tap for maybe uh, a minute, maybe two minutes to begin with, and then you begin the rest of the – there are seven steps to a tapping step one. Gosh, okay. Well, that's great. Well, we're going to take another very short commercial break, so stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. We are speaking with Dawson Church, and he is the author of a great book, Mind to Matter. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with Cosmic Fusion and Quantum Vortex Energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the Source. With Cosmic Fusion, the Source Energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. 
Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, The Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutase effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The estrudium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridian. Visit www.astridian.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridian, the beauty of being healthy. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with our guest, Dawson Church. He is the author of a great new book, Mind to Matter. And Dawson, you were just mentioning gammaverse. Now, there are a lot of frequencies that are listed on YouTube that people can listen to. And is it something that people should look into? Is it helpful for entrainment purposes to listen to the gamma frequencies? Well, I have a good friend who has done a lot of EEG work with me and uh, several people who are into neuroscience, and we hook people up, we hook people at, at our workshops, at our live workshops up, and we, we test them. And we, we've also looked at some of these products that say 
that they produce delta waves or they produce theta waves or they produce alpha waves or gamma waves, whatever it might be, gamma frequencies. And um, what we found is that most of them actually don't. They just have, have claims. And so that's why, again, I'm, it's important to be guided, guided by science. Find out what science says. We found that most of them actually are ineffective, but a few actually are effective. But the most effective way to, to produce gamma is actually, it's the fastest wave, is actually to produce delta, the slowest wave. What we found is that when you really settle into meditation, that you drop into these very slow frequency brain waves, and once you're really relaxed, then spontaneously these high brain waves occur. And these high brain waves were seen especially in Tibetan monks. So when Dr. Richard Davidson was doing research at the University of Medicine, Wisconsin, on Tibetan monks who had been meditating for 30 years or more, he found that the parts of their brain to do with happiness were lit up during meditation, and they had lots and lots of gamma frequencies in their brains. But you don't get there by trying to be there. You get there by getting super quiet, and when you're quiet and still for long enough, then you burst into these these integrative gamma frequencies. And so paradoxically, you generate that high wave by getting in tune with the low wave. And also, yeah, there are some pieces of music and there are some programs that we found in our measurements will get you there. And I cover those in the extended play versions at the end of each chapter of Mind to Matter. I have a little link which takes you to a website with videos and resources and other things you can explore. And so we, anything useful like that we'll put in that extended place section on the website, which is, all of which is free. That's terrific. Well, it's helpful to know because, you know, when you get out there on YouTube or any of these other avenues, it's difficult to know what is really what it says it is, like you were mentioning. Some of these things don't produce what they're saying they produce. So it's great that you have that resource for people to look into. So I do have a question about the mice. Can you tell us about the healing mice? <laughs> That's in Chapter 1, and Patricia, that is outrageous. When I first came across this research, <laughs> I've since become good friends with this particular researcher. I just did a conference with him recently, and we looked at these studies, and um, I think they are now 10 or 11 similar studies like this. And, and, and what, what they were doing with these, these, these studies was they were, they, the, the, the hypothesis was initially that if you used energy healing, you could stop tumor growth in mice. And there are strains of lab mice that are bred especially for cancer research. They develop tumors, they give them an injection of a, of a toxin, and then they develop tumors. The tumors grow very large and the mice, mice die. My, mice die in usually around 24, 25 days. And these are big, unsightly external tumors that actually crush the organs of the mice that kill them. Oh, so it's a, it's a horrible thing, and these mice use in cancer research. So what they said was, okay, we're gonna, we, we think energy heating works. We're going to divide them into two random groups. One group will go to one lab. The other group will be put in a second lab. And then the experimental group will, give, will, hold, will use heating touch type energy healing with our hands every day for the group in the one lab, and then they will develop the tumors. And that was their hypothesis. So they began the experiment, and they had graduate students, or my friend Bill Bankston, giving energy healing to the mice every day. They were holding the cages that the mice were in in the experimental group. And uh, what they found was that contrary to what they believed would happen, the mice were being 
given the energy healing, did get the cancer and did get the tumors, and the tumors became big and just as bad as those in the group not getting the healing. But what happened after two weeks or so, and certainly going into the third week, is the tumors began to heal. And while the mice in the control group who hadn't been given energy healing all died in about 20, 25, 26 days, the mice in the experimental group all lived, and the, and the tumors just dried up, fell off, and went away. Not only that, they lived out their full lifespan, and they were immune to cancer the rest of their lives. So absolutely stunning research on these other little mammals that I present in Chapter 1. I also then talk about some stories of people who used it when, used energy healing when they were getting cancer diagnosis themselves, and then they, they then were able to, to release their cancer naturally with energy healing. So it doesn't just work for mice, it works for people too. That is tremendous. Now, in, in your career, you've encountered a lot of people, I know, and in your experience, is there one story one inspirational story that stands out in your mind of somebody who came to work with you or was, one of, was in one of your groups and had some real challenges and was able to overcome them with this system of EFT and meditation? One thing that humbles me when I work with groups, and usually I, I don't do any individual work with people. I, I only train, train therapists and coaches and I work with people in, in large groups. So I, you know, I'll be at Omega Institute one, one week, and I'll be at New York Open Center one week. I'll be at Esalen the next month. I'll be at Kripalu. I'll be doing these, these with large groups of people, usually with one volunteer in front of the group. I remember one, one woman, um, and this, I, I just, I'm, even when I, I tell you this now, Patricia, it's probably two years since I did this, but this woman was a therapist, psychotherapist, and she'd been sexually abused from the age of two I mean, I, I, when, I, when I say that, my mind is saying, how can that even happen? I mean, my, I don't even, oh, I don't no, even believe yeah. that's possible. From the age of two to the age of 17, she'd been se- sexually abused. Wow. And, yeah, and she was a therapist. She'd done a ton or, of therapy, but she hadn't been able to heal fully from, from it. And so she volunteered to work with me in front of the group. Now, again, usually I would not take somebody with PTSD or highly traumatized person and work and do group work with them. But after meeting her, spending the week in a retreat center with her, I, she said, I'm ready, and I, I felt she was ready. So I worked with her in front of the whole group. And so she was tapping, again, on 15 years. Now, this is, this is called developmental trauma. When you're traumatized at the age of one or two or three or four, before the brain has formed, then those negative messages go in very deep and are very hard to treat with any method, whether it's energy therapies or anything else. It's called developmental trauma, developmental PTSD. So I worked with her using some specialized techniques we have in energy therapies in front of the whole room just for one, one session. It was a long session. It was over an hour long. It was unbelievably intense. People in the room were crying. Everyone else in the room mm. was having to tap themselves because they were so triggered. I was so triggered. I was in tears. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, was, it was super, super intense. The energy in the room was electric as we tapped and shifted these energy patterns. At the end of which, this woman said, nothing that man did for those 15 years could take away my joy. And she just 
said God. that over and over again. She said, I'm a joyful person fundamentally. I was a joyful person then, all through it. I'm a joyful person today. And I took the worst that he could throw at me, and he, he did not succeed even then of crushing my joy. My joy emerged intact even from 15 years of developmental trauma and sexual abuse. And I, I just, you know, I, I'm almost in tears now saying I'm just, I'm just so intense. People, you know, I, so I don't even believe they can heal, Patricia, sometimes. Their, their, their psychological yep. or their physical wounds are so great. And um, I, I can tell you, okay, that, that's one story. Here's the other end of the spectrum. I, I was on a, on a podcast yesterday morning and with, with, a, with, a, with a guy in Australia. And, again, this is no secret because we did this all on the air live. And he had a fear of spiders. And we tapped on his fear of spiders, which was an 8 out of 10, and it went to a zero. So it's not just a lifetime of sexual abuse or a childhood of sexual abuse. It's also a phobia, a fear of flying, a fear of heights, whatever it might be. It works for the small stuff. It works for the big stuff. But, yeah, there are those people who they tell me their stories, and they don't believe they can heal. I don't believe they can heal, and they can heal still. So I've been humbled many times not believing somebody can heal, and they proved me wrong. Isn't that great? My goodness. I know what you mean. I mean, I've, I've also worked with people that have been deeply traumatized, and it is amazing to know that we are that resilient, that we can heal ourselves. And again, with these tremendous tools that you're offering in your book, Mind to Matter, and also in your workshops and on your website, I know you do classes that are, are just so helpful to people, and I want to encourage people to go to your website. So please give that out. Well, go to mindtomatter.club, C-L-U-B, because when you opt in there, you get a number of things. You get a whole bunch of ways of supporting yourself, like those seven meditations. Uh, So you go to mindtomatter.club, and you can get those there. It will also give you access to our main portal where you can get information about the uh, the meditation, you can download the meditation for free. You can download the EFT Tapping Mini Manual for free. Also, we have a large nonprofit called the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare. And our biggest single program is the Veteran Stress Project, where we've treated thousands and thousands of veterans and their loved ones free of charge. And so, if you know a veteran who is suffering, you can get get information, and all of this stuff is available from that one portal at mind to matter But it's not .com or .net, it's .club, C-L-U-B, because it's a community that's building. Also, go on there and read the, read, just read the stories people are posting. People are not posting. Again, the book's, book's only been out two weeks, but people are not posting synchronicity stories, healing stories, all kinds of insights they're having as they apply these methods in their lives. So mindtomatter.club is the spot we get access to all of that. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what your book has started here, Dawson. It's its own healing <laughs> all by itself. It's creating healing waves all across the planet. God bless you. Well, now, also, tell us a little bit about how water feeds into this. We know there's been some great research on <clears throat> water. These, yeah, now, those studies were really intriguing. So, Water has been used in sacred ceremonies for a long time. In the Catholic Church, there's a ceremony, I think St. Michael's Day, 
when priests bless water, there's, there's a technique of blessing water. Of course, there's the whole idea of baptism, both in Protestant and Catholic traditions. But also water features in Native American rituals and shamanic rituals, water features in Shintoism, water features in Hinduism and Buddhism. So all kinds of cultures, all kinds of religions around the world have felt water is important. And so you think it's a spiritual experience, you think it's, a, it's an interesting tradition, but what researchers have now begun doing is using this technique called Raman spectrography, where they examine the chemical composition, the molecular structure of water. And so water is basically three atoms. It's a great big oxygen atom bonded to tiny little, to tiny little hydrogen atoms. So you have two hydrogens, H2, bonded to this big O oxygen atom, H2O. And so this angle at which those two hydrogens attach to the oxygen atom is a known quantity. In chemistry, we've known about this bonding angle for a long time. So if you think about this as an L with the one hydrogen at one end of the L, the oxygen at the base of the L, it's an L-shaped molecule. And that angle of the L at which those two hydrogens adhere to the oxygen is 104 degrees. It's just a fixed fact in chemistry that is the bonding angle of H2O, except when it isn't. <laughs> and when that water has been blessed by that shaman, when that healing touch practitioner has sat there and held that water, when that faith healer has touched the bottle that water is held in, that bonding angle changes. If you then take that water and use it to water plants, they grow bigger and stronger and faster, and they have more chlorophyll in them than unblessed water. So we're literally using consciousness, using mind, to shift matter, and it's something you can measure with this Raman technique. So it is intriguing. Since, since we, I mean, I, 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 most of my life I bless my food, but now I bless my food, I bless my water, I bless my wine, I bless my body, I bless, you know, Come within 100 feet of me, Patricia, and you're going to get blessed. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. Gosh, what a bonus. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Now, when you say you bless of everything, which is great, is there any particular prayer that you use, or you just consciously think, I'm blessing this? What I do is I usually tune into non-local mind, as I advocate in the book. And I'm not a uh, personally, I'm not a believer in a uh, like the you know the the the, uh, the the man in the sky with a long white beard kind of god. Um, right. But I, I I'm much more of a kind of a pantheist. I, I, I tune into nature. I believe nature. I believe that uh, nature is this phenomenal cosmic force. I believe in in universal intelligence. Uh, I don't feel a need to make it into a person, but I believe there is intelligence in, in the universe. And if you don't believe there's intelligence in the universal consciousness. Just go outside and take a look at a flock of birds and then come back and tell me there's no consciousness in the universe because there is consciousness evident all around us in nature. And so I, I do tune into that. And so personally, I, I experience it as a sense of oneness and a benevolent universe. Uh, the, other, the other cool thing about this is that research, uh, it, I, I, I got my undergraduate degree at, at Baylor University in Texas, and at Baylor, they did a, a wonderful study a few years ago on longevity and belief in the universe. And what they found is that people who believe, 
about some kind of spiritual belief system and believe in a benevolent universe. And this could be a loving God. It could be uh, the all that is. It doesn't have to be a personal God, but it could be the universe. It could be, could be a God as well. But those that believed in a loving God had far better health outcomes and longevity than those that believed in a punishing God. And those that believed in the idea that there's a hell, there's a devil, you're going to be judged and you're going to go to hell, uh, that there's this critical, uh, that they do believe in sort of the the Jovian idea of Zeus hurling thunderbolts and, you know, separating the sheep, the saved from the unsaved, and there'll be the rapture and people will will go up there and be judged and all this stuff. People who who have a strong belief in a punishing God like that have worse outcome, health outcomes, and shorter lives than those that believe yep. in a benevolent universe. And so the differences are trivial. Another study of comparing optimists to pessimists found that optimists live, on average, eight years longer than pessimists. So our beliefs, our consciousness is dramatically affecting our health and our longevity. So I recommend that people just focus on, you know, if, if, you, if you were raised with a punishing God idea, just go back to your, your, your scriptures, find the loving God end of, of them, and focus on that sense that you are loved, that the universe cares about you, that you are nurtured and supported by that benevolent universe. Also, those seven meditations I, I give you away as free uh, in the book, uh, one of those is about just reformatting your hard disk. If you grew up with a belief in the punishing God, here's a great meditation to just wipe the slate clean and reboot with that benevolent idea of the universe. Those, those meditations are also available on the, on the world's biggest meditation app, which is called Insight Timer. You just go on Insight Timer and type in my name. You'll get, an, a, get a bunch of meditations. One of those is the benevolent universe meditation. It's 14 minutes long. It does not take long. But again, we'll start to orient you toward this idea of living in a universe that cares. That's good. I'll, I'll give you one, one little story about this. I was yes, please. In, I was in the this, this, this store. Now, now synchronicity in, in, in big ways is impressive. But I was in the store uh, a, a few years ago. I was doing my shopping, and this little intuitive voice said to me, buy Kleenex. Now, that just seemed like a very trivial piece of guidance, and I'm a very smart guy. I'm a brilliant researcher. I'm like, oh, give me a break. Buy Kleenex. I, not only do I know I not need Kleenex, but I, I remember it's a fact. I did a mental scan of the house, and I know that when I last walked around, I had Kleenex in the bathroom because I saw that I had Kleenex there. I know I have Kleenex also in the guest bathroom, and I know I have a third box of Kleenex in the bedroom. So I don't need to buy Kleenex. So I uh, did not buy Kleenex at the store, went back home and looked around, and sure enough, there was Kleenex peeking up out of the, the box in the bedroom and the one in the bathroom and the one in the guest bathroom. And I thought, ha, you know, I was right. So I went over and I pulled the Kleenex out of the box in the bedroom, and it was the last one. So I walked over to the bathroom, <laughs> pulled the Kleenex out of that box. It was the last one. Well, oh, and, and, you know, you know how the story ends. Uh, and so, uh, you know, my big, brilliant left brain is constantly being humbled by <laughs> by my life that way. And, right. you know, and, 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 and part, part of me is saying, Patricia, I'm sort of staring up at the great big cosmic universe out there thinking, 
God, don't you have anything better to do than give me guidance about trivia like Kleenex, you know? Because I, I want to hear the yeah. big, booming voice in the sky. I never, I never get to hear those voices. But I, I, the, the point <laughs> of it is that if you start listening to the voices that's tapping on the shoulder and saying, buy Kleenex, and now I listen. I, I'm, I'm much less arrogant than I used to be. I'm much more to you than I used to be. So now I, I will buy the Kleenex. Anyway, so you get, you get used to, you, you cultivate your ability to listen to that voice by paying attention to it. And so you pay attention to it on Monday and then more on Tuesday and then more on Wednesday. And so after a few weeks has, has gone by, the universe is not having to work very hard to get your attention because you're tuned in, you're meditating, you're in the flow, and you're listening. So your life, your whole life, has a lot less friction and gets way easier when you, when you practice it that way. God, that's great. I love that story. It's just a great story about your Kleenex and listening. And it does make sense. Lots of times people do ignore those little voices that are just trying to be helpful. And if you pay attention, you're right. It does lead to bigger things. And then someday you'll hear that booming voice that's giving you the answers to the bigger questions. So it's it's just great the way that you're able to share this information with us, Dawson. It's, It's absolutely wonderful. Now, I have a question, too, for you about the electrical component of our consciousness. Because one of the things that I've learned in doing research on illness is that the electrical currents in the body seem to be much lower in people who have chronic illness, heart disease, cancer, whatever. Um, Have you done or come across any research about that and how your techniques that you're recommending can change that? Yeah, the, the really the classic study in this regard was done by a Yale scientist called Harold Saxton Burr in the 1940s, and he was measuring the electrical polarity of women's uteruses, and he found that women who had uterine cancer had a reversal of that polarity. And so he then, though, found that the really stunning finding in, in, in Harold Saxton Burr's research in the 1940s was that if women were healthy and had no uterine cancer but had a reverse polarity, those women then went on to develop uterine cancer later on, even though they were apparently healthy when they were measured. And what this tells us is that the changes happening in the field, in mind, in consciousness, in energy, before it happens in matter in the body that's why i urge people to do this so i'm just curious patricia how do you how do you sense that those changes in polarity or energy well all i sense is that there's a lowering of that electricity okay and the people that are healthy seem to have a a high level of electricity so it just uh, i was just curious and then what you had to say about that and other past research uh, that projects that had been done, but it just seems like there must be a way uh, that with your techniques and possibly others to raise the electrical field and to create health by doing that. In our uh, live classes, we teach a technique to correct what we call psychological reversal. And this is when there's blocked energy, low energy, stuck energy, reversed energy. And it's really important to correct for that because if you don't correct for psychological reversal first, energy techniques will be much less effective or even totally ineffective. So yeah, we do correct for that and then we notice people people shifting. We also see massive changes happening in their brains. I've uh, done research at several 
workshops with Dr. Joe Dispenza, and we have a team of neuroscientists. They're, they've got people hooked up in the back of the room, and we're measuring people doing meditations, and they're going from like 20 millivolts of delta, which is a pretty small amount of, uh, uh, of, of, of activity. So, they, so initially, we'll hook them up. They'll have 20 microvolts of delta, and then they'll start to meditate, and then they'll have 30 or 40 or 50 microvolts of, of delta, and then suddenly they'll be having a mystical experience, and they'll have a million microvolts of delta. Oh, my goodness. And it's just crazy to look at these scans. They look like somebody who is having a seizure. I mean, they look like a brain that's going haywire, and then the person sitting with a big smile on their face. And in, in one of the stories in, <laughs> I tell in Mind to Matter, one guy had this experience. We were measuring these electrical storms in his brain, even though he was sitting there with a big smile on his face. And afterward, he came out of meditation. We said to him, what happened? And he said, well, I was diagnosed a while back with a brain tumor. And mm. I have this tumor, and I, uh, you know, the surgeons are watching it, and we're looking for the right moment to operate, and we're not, not, not sure where, where it's going. And when I was in meditation, I had this vision that there were these giant beings, like 15-foot-high blue beings around me. One of them reached into my head, and while I was meditating, he was like rearranging the tissue inside my skull. And oh my so goodness. Joe said to him, tell you what, why don't you, he was being treated at MD Anderson, a big cancer clinic in, in Houston, and he said, on your way home, change your plane reservation, after this four-day workshop, fly home via Houston and get another brain scan. And the oh man my did. God. I, uh, and there was no tumor. And? Ah, no tumor. That's amazing. No tumor. Well, Four-day meditation a... workshop. No that tumor. Is a great, so great story. Oh my God, Dawson. Thank yeah. you. Unfortunately, we have to come to an end with our show tonight. This has been a remarkable 90 minutes with you. Can't thank you enough. And thank you for all that you do, Dawson. You're one of the angels on this earth. No question mm. about it. So thank you so much. We're going to have to have you back. We have more to discuss. But until we see you guys next week, see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.